Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we are in Chapter 7 talking about meta theory. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about normalization and termination. These are properties that we're generally seeking in type theories that we aren't usually looking for in programming languages. It's great if you know that your program terminates in just writing in some mainstream programming language, but we don't usually expect our language to be able to confirm statically that yes, that a program terminates. Now, I have recently been excited about um, the idea of strong functional programming. I mentioned this somewhere towards the start of the podcast. Uh, the idea of strong functional programming due to David Turner is to have a discipline of pure functional programming that enforces termination of programs on all inputs. Sometimes people call this uniform termination. The program terminates on all inputs. And uh, this is an intriguing idea to me because it's sort of an intermediate point between pure functional programming and type theory. The difference between strong functional programming and pure functional programming is this static confirmation of termination of programs. So you sacrifice what the same thing you sacrifice, generally speaking, in type theory, uh, true incompleteness. So you're just saying it's okay to me that there are some programs I can't write, even some terminating programs that I cannot statically check are terminating. This is a sort of fundamental recursion theoretic limit is that your... Uh, your language is enforcing termination, and it's, it's sound, that is, it doesn't say something's terminating when it's really not, then there are going to be programs you can't write. Of course, you understand that, because it's like infinite loops and stuff you won't be able to write. Uh, that's the whole idea of enforcing termination statically. But even worse than that, there'll be programs that actually are terminating that you won't be able to tell are terminating, no matter what your termination checking scheme is. And this is a basic result in recursion theory. And it's really not the kind of thing that should make anyone lose a ton of sleep because usually you're talking about programs whose computational complexity is just so far beyond astronomical. There's no question that these are, we're talking about extremely impractical programs, not things that you actually care to write uh, for regular old programming. So for purposes of regular old programming, you're already, uh, with just a very little bit of type uh, of strong functional programming will already take you far beyond the realm of feasible computation. And so really no one needs to worry about that. The only thing you have to worry about is that your the um, method you're using for enforcing termination will make it hard to write program certain programs that, that do whose sort of complexity, computational complexity does fall within the class that your termination method can handle, but just the way you're trying to express your program just doesn't fit well with the the method of termination checking. And, you know, we could talk about this quite a lot. In fact, that would, you could probably, I could probably have a whole chapter of this podcast just about this kind of question. So, um, but for now, let's just say, you know, so we're, we, there is a setting besides type theory when we're interested in normalization or termination properties, and that's strong functional programming. And I personally am pretty fired up about strong functional programming. Uh, I think it's a uh, um, intriguing and under-researched area. Oh yeah, so what's the difference between strong FP and type theory? So I told you strong FP and pure FP, well, we're just the difference is the static termination check, of course. But what about from pure functional programming to type theory, or from, sorry, from strong functional programming to type theory? Well, the difference is 
it can be summed up simply as um, no fancy types allowed. So in particular, no dependent types. Uh, GADTs, that would be sort of an interesting corner case. Uh, to me, the, the sort of nicest case for strong functional programming would be we just want regular old polymorphic functional programming, just the sort of thing you have in very vanilla, tame, non-language extended Haskell, but uh, we want to statically confirm termination. And it's, it's really quite intriguing thing to do. And, and why would you want to do that? Well, you're just checking a, a rather strong semantic property and a property that most of the time we intend to have. Yes, it's true that we do write a lot of language implementations with pure functional programming languages. Uh, so our interpreters are not expected to be terminating programs because you can interpret some diverging program uh, with an interpreter. But for even there, a lot of the components of the interpreter you would certainly would expect to be terminating. Lots of various syntactic functions or whatever it is that you have uh, in your the guts of your interpreter. Most of it is expected to be terminating. There's just some loop somewhere that might diverge. And uh, and that's, that's true for a lot of programs. There's lots and lots of helper functions that are definitely supposed to be terminating. So, you know, you could say that really what we need is a language that allows strong functional programming uh, in in cases, so if you ask the compiler, please check that this is a terminating function, then it can. And if you don't want it to do that, you just say, I, I don't know, I don't care if this is terminating or not. It can, it could be diverging. Then the compiler is okay with that too. And this is not easy to achieve. Uh, this kind of thing because with higher order functions, you know, if a function is a higher order function is given a possibly diverging function that it might be using in certain ways, I mean. You know, th there's some tricky language design problems there to get these things to coexist. Um, uh, so, and I'm stuck in some kind of peculiar traffic situation that I'm not expecting. I'm really hoping some people will move forward just a hair. No. Uh, anyhow, um, so that's why I'm pausing here because I'm in a bit of a pickle. Anyhow, uh, <coughs> so... Um, type theory, though, uh, where we do have dependent types, and we do have generally are interested in the Curry-Howard isomorphism for at least some fragment of the logic. Uh, there, we want termination as well. So, uh, and there, it's pretty important. And actually, I think what I want to talk about in the time I have left here in my commute, now that my traffic problem has resolved, is uh, yes, here even in Iowa, we do have traffic. Um, sometimes the traffic includes large combine harvesters, uh, but that's not the case right now. Anyhow, <laughs> so uh, for um, I want to talk a little bit about why normalization or termination properties are important in type theory, and or why people have considered them important. And there's actually a couple places in the language design where people have thought that normalization or termination would be um, important or critical. And so the, the main one, and in my opinion, actually really the only one that is of essential importance, is termination for programs that are intended to be proofs under the Curry-Howard isomorphism. So if you've got something that's supposed to be a proof, it, it's got to terminate. Otherwise, you can prove uh, false easily with an infinite loop. Um, so, I mean, just think if you're, you know, not a super type theory guy or person, just think uh, 
just think about like, okay, I'm writing in JavaScript or Python or what, Java or whatever. And if you give me a type, you say, okay, here's some random type here. I want a hash map of blah, 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 or something. You say, sure, I can give you one of those as long as I'm allowed to write infinite loops because I just write an infinite loop and the type, the compiler or type checker is generally happy to say, sure, sure, infinite loop has any type you want. Uh, so that's, you know, so we have to, for logical soundness, we do not want every type to be inhabited. In fact, that's, you know, one definition of consistency is that not every type is inhabited, of logical consistency. So uh, we need to enforce termination for programs that we want to be thinking of as proofs. And now the, there's another place, though, in type theories where oftentimes people have insisted on having termination. And that is, you know, with the dependent type theory, remember that with dependent types, we have got terms like program expressions are showing up inside of types. And to tell whether two types are equal, we may need to check whether two terms, I mean two program expressions, are equal, are convertible. Conversion is the relation uh, that is the name for the relation that's used in type theory for checking whether two expressions are equal. And it's, it's an automatic check. Conversion checking is um, generally an automatic check. That means that whatever idea of program equivalence you have, it needs to be something that you can automate because the type checker is just going to check these things automatically without any help from the programmer at that point. The program is going to have to provide lots of help to the type checker for various parts of the checking, but the whole idea of conversion is it's supposed to be an automatic uh, check. And so, um, so anyway, so this automatic check, you know, the, what's usually used is that you just check our program expressions beta, eta equivalent, which if the program expressions are terminating is something that you can check, uh, comp, you know, algorithmically. You can write a function that checks whether these things are, are, are uh, equivalent beta, eta equivalent if they're terminating, because then if they're terminating, what you do is you just evaluate them to their normal forms and just check that the normal forms are alpha equivalent or eta equivalent, um, depending on how you're sort of setting things up. But the main workhorse here is beta, to do beta reduction, meaning to, um, to uh, apply functions to their arguments and, and textually substitute the arguments for the input variables in the function's bodies. Uh, that's beta reduction in lambda calculus. And um, that's, you know, so that, so usually we put these things into beta normal form and then we can check alpha equivalence or it could be, as I said, could be checking maybe, maybe you check eta, alpha and eta equivalence at that point. Sorry, alpha equivalence being just, they're the, the exact same expressions except maybe you have some different local variable names. Uh, so, um, now, as it's, you should, I think it should be pretty immediately clear, if your program might not terminate though, that's not going to work. And since termination is undecidable, that means you can't actually check whether the thing is terminating. The best you can do is just run it and see if it stops. So that, that if you have um, the possibility that these program expressions that appear in types in your dependently typed language, if there's a possibility that they might diverge, then your type checking algorithm is going to be, formally speaking, um, you know, non-algorithmic. It's not going to be a decidable problem to check whether something has a type because doing so might put you in the situation 
where you have to check equivalence of arbitrary program expressions, ones that, including ones that might diverge. And that is going to be um, something you can't do algorithmically. And so for this reason, a lot of people have insisted that you know we really need to have termination of all program expressions that could appear in types because otherwise we won't be able to check. We won't be able to do type checking. We might run into this case where we're normalizing a term forever. Um, there is a little bit of a problem there, but not the problem, not the big mountain that some people have made about this. And I will say a little more about this in the next episode. I'm here at my destination. Time to go teach class where we are talking about parsing and using Haskell's parsing tools. Anyway, uh, it's a cloudy day here in Iowa, and I hope all is well with you wherever you are. Thank you for listening.